0: All right, welcome back to another episode of the Power Sports Memorabilia Show. I am your host, Matt Powers. Thank you again for joining me. Please visit the website, powersportsmemorabilia.com. I'll also give you a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. Well, there have been a lot of changes going on in the autograph industry lately. Today, we're going to talk about kind of why these are happening, kind of the future of the autograph industry and what you, know, you and I can do to help preserve the industry and kind of counteract some of these changes because it just seems like, oh my God, every day there's something new you can do and something new you can't do, and it's just all over the place. It's confusing for me, so I'm sure it's very confusing for you. Um, but the industry you know, has been slowly changing uh, lately from you know a mom and pop style to kind of where you knew who all the autograph players were to now it's kind of more of a corporate industry. And uh, if you know anything about me, I'm not much of a corporate guy, okay? I, I can't remember the last time I wore a suit and tie. So if, if I have to wear a suit and tie at Power Sports Memorabilia, that would be the death of me. So we will not be doing that here. We're definitely anti-corporate around here. But it's really accelerated in the past uh, couple years. You know, you got tens of millions of dollars flowing into the, industry with uh, new investors, new companies being started, the bigger companies getting bigger, smaller companies going out of business, Um, you know, and all how this all pertains to the autograph industry is I'm just kind of getting the feeling that the, you know, the hardcore collector to a certain degree is kind of being pushed aside and not, not really disrespected, but it just kind of feels that way. I don't know about you guys. You guys let me know in the comments if you feel like the collector is kind of getting pushed aside in this kind of new autograph industry. And, you know, the collector is what, you know, made the autograph industry. And I I really feel for you guys out there trying to get, you know, get your stuff signed and you're having limitations on what you can get signed it's frustrating i get it believe me i'm on your side so um you know today we're going to specifically talk about some of those things and kind of how we can kind of alleviate that but we've all seen these changes lately okay i've talked about them on this show on instagram you've seen them probably in my emails okay you know no tickets no trading cards you can't get this inscription blah 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 you know what is going on with that well you know promoters have you know have exclusives with certain athletes and they also have retail operations. So I've talked about this on the show. I'll get to this in a little bit here longer in this episode, but you know, they just, they don't want to compete with you on trying to sell the one thing that their exclusive guy is known for. For example, if they've got a famous rookie card or a famous ticket, listen, they don't want to compete with you. They want to corner the market on that because they know that that's where all the you know profit is going to be and they can set the pricing themselves. Uh, autograph pricing has gone up. We've talked about that too on the show. Oh man. Uh, I remember if you guys ever see those throwback posters or advertisements where Mickey Mantle was signing for like $25, I mean, uh, just incredible pricing. We're never going to see that again. Guys make too much money now. It's hard to convince a guy to come sign for 10, $25 an autograph when he's making millions and millions of dollars. On the field, okay, it's just it's just not worth their time. Uh, I did an Instagram poll recently about kind of the challenges of the autograph industry, and almost fifty percent of people said that the, the main concern for them was the actual pricing of the athletes' autographs. And another thing too, I was I pulled in there is, and we're going to talk about here is athletes' autographs have just become uh, worse and worse over the years. It's it's really bad now, so it's, it's something we all know. Um, penmanship is uh, not being taught anymore, it seems like. And uh, there's something that that can be specifically done I'm gonna to get to here in just a little bit on what us promoters can actually do to help fix that. And I think it's a pretty easy solution on that one. But these are some of the main issues that uh, the autograph industry is really, really facing right now. So let's talk about more about these in depth and kind of what you and I can do to help kind of fix and kind of combat some of them, all right? All right, number one, uh, the industry is moving from kind of like the mom and pop kind of stores and kind of dealers more to a corporate business. So this is, people say this all the time, it's a hobby, it's a hobby. It's no longer a hobby, people, all right? Listen, the definition of a hobby is an activity done regularly at one's leisure time for pleasure. Does (laughs) does any of that uh, define the, the industry right now? I don't think so. I mean, yes, there are some people who do it as a hobby on the side, but I'm talking about the people that actually run most of these autograph signings now and these shows. It's not a hobby anymore, okay? It's a 100% of business, and no one successful in the memorabilia business right now is treating it as a hobby. It's no longer a hobby, all right? I'm sorry to say that, but it's, it's just the way it is right now. But we all used to know a guy when the autograph industry would start, or many of us who were into trading cards too when we were younger, we all knew a guy who kind of did this on the side and and then he would have maybe like a store that he opened up maybe just on the weekends or something like that. He was open for like eight hours on the weekends total. We all knew a guy like that or a guy that would come to all the shows and that was his only storefront was at these shows. And it's just the, the days of having the guy that just at that the little storefront there at the, you know, for a couple hours on the weekends, I mean, those days are long gone. I mean, big corporations have come in and essentially, you know, just taken over this industry right now. And it, the model has kind of switched, in my opinion, from, hey, how can we serve the collector to how can we sell the most amount of products with the largest profit margins? Now I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with the business model in itself here, but it doesn't really serve you, the collector, well. Okay, why? Well, there are way more casual fans out there than there are hardcore autograph collectors. Okay, it's just the bottom line. All right, you look at it this way: if you're like a a big gearhead, right? Let's say you really love cars. you know, Ford isn't necessarily marketing collectors' cards cars to you, right? They want to sell the most amount of pickup trucks, all right? So that's where they focus on. That's how they stay in business. Now, while they all love, of course, selling classic Ford cars, right? It's just not really the focus of the industry for them. Okay, they've got to sell a massive amount of cars in order to stay in business, all right? So I'm kind of getting the feeling, and again, you guys comment below. Let me know if you're getting this feeling too. That the collector is kind of slowly being pushed aside and being filled with kind of a more casual fan, you know, the gift giver, maybe the corporate giver, all right? So someone who can buy more products um, and move that needle more than essentially a hardcore uh, collector can. So how can we ensure that you, the collector, doesn't get forgotten about in this industry? Well, one of the main things you can do is continue to support Autograph signing shows. This is a really, really big one. And I, I'm not really talking about The National. I think The National is going to be around for a long time. It's got big corporate sponsors, and everybody knows about The National. It's the one that everybody wants to attend. Attendance has gone up you know, for the last couple of years, too, especially since after COVID. Mm-hmm. So it definitely is not going to be going anywhere. But what I want you to be doing is definitely supporting a lot of the smaller shows. There are some companies out there that put out some really good shows down in Texas and California, uh, Florida, Nashville's got another good one there. So find out where these shows are and support these shows. And The reason why is there's a lot of dealers who come to these shows who are just like that guy we talked about in the beginning, who just do this on the weekend. Maybe they're a collector themselves and they have a booth that they set up at these events. And this is where they can buy, sell, and trade with other collectors. right? This is the best place to meet other collectors. And this is where you can find those kind of niche items to fill in your collection. Or you can get that autograph uh, from a guy who's doing a signing there who maybe doesn't do a signing all that often. Right? And then you're gonna be supporting the promoters that are putting on these shows. Because these shows aren't cheap to put on. I, the only, I know that you guys, all you see is you go online, you get your autograph and you leave. But there's so much logistics behind uh, behind the scenes. You got to get the contract secured. You got to secure the venue. You got to uh, set up all the days and times and all that kind of stuff. You got to get the website updated. You got to buy tickets. You got to sell tickets. You got to do all this stuff. You got to bring in dealers. There's a lot that goes into a show. So definitely supporting those guys is a big thing because it is a lot of time and money to put on those autograph shows. But this is where you guys are going to find... You know, again, those, those dealers that are specifically focused on selling to the collectors, maybe they've got that specific Patrick Mahomes item you're looking for. Definitely support these guys. They are doing a great job on these smaller shows. All right, number two, and probably a big one that I've been dealing with <laughs> lately is there's just so many changes to the stuff that you can get signed at, at an autograph signing now. It's just absolutely incredible. I never could see for, you know, Trading cards and tickets being banned, not being allowed to get signed. I mean, we're on a track right now where the only thing you're going to be able to get signed is a mini helmet. (laughs) Like you can send in your mini helmet, you won't even be able to pick out the pen. You can't get an inscription on it. We certainly can't do photos because you know we can't uh, buy photos anymore. Photo file is gone, so. It's just really challenging times for the collector right now, and seeing items that they want to get signed banned. I mean, this is this is America. Like we're like we're like book banning now. I mean, this isn't the former Soviet Union or China. I mean, just banning an item straight out that an athlete can't sign is just un-American in my eyes. Now, listen, if the athlete doesn't want to sign it because it's a photo of them that is, doesn't really show their glorious highlight, maybe they got in a fight with someone like that. I totally get that. Or if the items got to be licensed because you've got deals with the you know the NFL, NBA, and whatnot, and you can't be selling unlicensed product, that makes total sense to me from a, a legal standpoint. I totally get those 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 angles right there. But having a promoter just basically telling you that, hey, listen, you know, you can't get this ticket sign, you can't get this card sign anymore, I'm just not a big fan of that. Okay, now. If it's something of value, take for example, I don't know, Larry Bird signing, right? Okay, and he's signing his 1980 to- 80 tops rookie card. Obviously, he puts his autograph on that. It becomes way more valuable. If the athlete wants to charge more for putting his autograph on a premium item like that because he knows when he puts his autograph on it that it's doubles, triples, five times up in value, that I'm totally fine with, okay? But actually banning an item though and not giving the collector the choice to get something signed is where I I really kind of been running into a a problem with this here and and collectors get it They, they totally get that if they you know add a collect uh athlete's autograph to a certain piece it adds value to it they get that but what they are getting frustrated by is the not having the choice to get that item signed now they can complain about the pricing, I get that, I see that all the time, but not having the option to be able to get their favorite card or their favorite ticket or whatever it is that they're looking to get signed in, that's where the collectors, I, I think, really have the biggest problem right now. And something that, uh, again, yeah, I just don't agree with, I'd rather see it have have it be actually tiered out to where you can say, hey listen, here's your basic stuff here, but if you wanna get a card signed, here's your pricing. If you wanna get a ticket signed, here it is, and then, Okay, what? Let's what? Let the collector choose what they want to get done, and it's actually kind of funny. the The cards and like the tickets and whatnot. They, they used to be like the cheapest item to get signed. Like cards, cards especially. They used to be like you would have a flat item for an athlete would be like fifty bucks, and cards would be like forty dollars. And then now it's just kind of uh, you know flip flop, which is just absolutely crazy to think about. But so, what can be done about it? That's kind of the big question here. All right, now listen. I have no control over any of these companies, whether they want to allow items to be sent in or not. Okay. It's just the rules. They say, Hey, listen, Matt, if you want to do this signing, here are the rules and you've got to follow them. Okay. Nothing I can do about it. What can you do about it? That's kind of the more important question here. And really this is going to be like a simple answer, but allow me to explain here is social media is just such a, a powerful tool. And if I were in your shoes as a collector and I wanted to get X amount of items signed for an athlete, and I knew who had the exclusive form, and they were not allowing me to send in these items to get signed, the biggest thing that you can do is voice your concerns on social media, okay? Now, you gotta do it in a professional and non-combative way, okay? Don't be a keyboard warrior, okay? And come with some logic. Say, hey, listen, I wanna get these items signed, I'm trying to get these things finished for a collection, I've gotta finish this piece out. Whatever it is, okay? These companies have rabbit ears. All right. Now I don't know if you guys have ever heard the term "rabbit ears," but playing baseball all the way through college, it was a basically a pitcher who, if you talked a bunch of shit about, and he, he had these rabbit ears on him, and he was listening to everything you said and was messing up his game. That's what rabbit ears are. Okay, these guys hear everything. These guys are on all the Facebook groups, they're on all the forums okay these companies are listening and watching okay they hear everything you say okay trust me they are on these groups 100% so they are sensitive to a lot of these things when they hear something negative say it about their athletes or something negative about the business or industry or whatever it is so just know that they are watching in these groups so if you post something on there just make sure that hey listen it's it's clear it's legible it makes sense and voice your concerns, but do it in a professional way. Don't be a basher or a keyboard warrior. They're not gonna respond to that, but they will respond to logic and the pressure of a lot of people staying on them about, hey, listen, we don't like this policy. We wanna see this policy change. Here's why we like to see this thing change. It may not fix it this year. It may not fix it next year, but it may push them towards a certain uh, policy change that you may not see coming on the pipeline. For example, maybe some person new in power comes in and they've been seeing these forum posts and, hey, we're going to make these changes, okay? So stay on them on the social media stuff, but again, do it in a professional way. All right, number three, uh, one that people are really concerned about and I'm definitely concerned about is the pricing has for autographs <laughs> has just... Oh, boy. It's just gone up a lot. And one of the main reasons why is um, companies are just starting to sign a lot of guys to exclusive athletes. And when they've got guys to exclusive athletes, they've got to try to recoup their cost and their investment as much as possible. So that's why you're seeing pricing going up. And, hey, listen, if they've got the only signings they can do with a certain amount of guy and this guy is popular – yes, they're gonna push the envelope on that pricing. It's just natural. They can always bring it back down. They can always bring it back up. So they're gonna push it as much as possible. Uh, You know, what cracks me up, I don't know if you've noticed this too, but what cracks me up is a lot lot of these random categories that are all of a sudden created in this industry. I mean, this industry is not complicated. Like it just, there's a, a price for like cheap items and there's a price for expensive items and there's a price for inscriptions. But now we've got like custom helmet is like a special pricing. It's like an extra 25 or $50 for them to sign a custom helmet now. You know, one of these custom helmets that you've either hydro dipped or you made yourself. But you know, it's 25 to 50 bucks on top of the helmet pricing you've already paid for. So it's just them taking another 25 to $50 from you. The athlete doesn't charge anything more for these custom helmets. So it's just a nickel and dime way of getting more money out of you. So I don't agree with that. I mean, just keep it simple. I, 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 you know, it's a whole like, the whole kiss statement. Keep it simple, stupid. The industry is just becoming way too complicated with this pricing. You've gotta go back to just some basic pricing. And yes, a lot of it is uh, sometimes is the athlete. The athlete has different price breaks and whatnot. for like, I have a photo price and then I have a different photo price for a 16 by 20. Like, why? Why do you do that? Just keep it all one one pricing so the the customer can easily understand what you want. And again, I'm just not a fan of just nickel and diming the collector on every single thing. I mean, my gosh, this is not a car wash here. We don't need 15 different options here, all right? Let's keep it really, really simple. So what can you do to kind of combat the... The pricing. Well, this is this is a tough one here, because the main thing is just don't buy the guy, right? But if you're a collector and you need the guy for a certain piece of your part of your collection, then you're kind of you know in a pickle right there. And if hundred collectors stop buying a guy, I mean, does it, is that really going to move the needle at all to, for them to reduce the price? Probably not. So it'd have to be you know really a lot of people stop buying someone. And if you know if someone stops buying something and sales aren't going well, then obviously the price will come down. But again, voicing your opinion on social in a, in a good professional way, again, is the easiest way to get the information out. Again, these companies are everywhere. They listen to these forums. They listen to these Facebook groups. They have eyes and ears everywhere. They are, trust me, they are listening to what you're saying. So get the word out if you are unhappy about something. But again, do it in a nice professional way. Don't be a douchebag. Look professional. Look like you've got some education in you, all right? Be nice and kind about it. But uh, hopefully that will kind of move some of the change. But again, the pricing and these restrictions and stuff like that, it's only going to come down if you voice your opinion, but also if sales somehow slow down. You know, sales start slowing down on trading cards and tickets and whatnot. They got to pay these athletes, and we're going to need more items in. So, hey, listen, we're going to bring in more of these cards, bring in more of these tickets, maybe open it back up again. So, um, that's really the best way to to handle this pricing situation. And I'm with you guys. I I think it's gotten just out of control on this pricing. Um, I don't know, I really don't know what the solution is outside of that. But I know that a lot of these athletes are getting paid big, big bucks to sign a lot of these autographs. So it is very expensive to bring a lot of these guys in. So hopefully you guys can understand that. And hopefully the industry as a whole can kind of come together and meet together on what a pricing point is really good for a certain athlete. All right, number four, uh, one that um, is kind of a fun topic and one that people just get pissed about. I get pissed about too, is just the, the athlete autograph quality is just, it's it's going down more than Lake Mead's water level. I mean, it's just down, 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 down. Oh, the penmanship in this country is just, what are we teaching in the schools anymore? Are we even teaching cursive? Like, it's just, oh my God. Out of the four topics we talk about today, I think this one is probably one that us as promoters or you know people that are actually handling the actual autograph signs and talking to the athletes can actually fix and then fix it actually pretty quickly here. So I'll get to that in just a second here. But I I get it. And athletes' autographs are autograph. You know, doctors have bad autographs too. So it's not just limited to athletes. But some of this crap is just kind of like a big FU, right? It's just some some people with their initials are FU. That's what they're gonna put, you know. So uh, promoters really they don't want to push the envelope on these autographs because they want to be nice to the guy. They want the athlete to work with them, especially if it's someone that you know they want to have a future with or. The uh, agent that represents this athlete is one that they work with a lot of other athletes, so they don't wanna rock the boat, so I totally get that. But a lot of these bad autographs is usually with the younger athletes. And remember, a lot of these younger athletes have never done an autograph signing where they've done very, very few. So they need to be coached uh, by the promoters on what's expected of them, because they they just don't know. I, I can't really blame them for that. But for example, hey, you're gonna sign the 16 by 20. Sign it bigger than you sign an 8 by 10. Hey, this guy bought five inscriptions. He paid a lot of money for this. This is probably for his collection. If you can make you know these inscriptions as legible as possible, you know there, there's 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 a, a a kind and a good way to uh, sell the athlete on. Hey, listen, please take care of this item. This is a good customer of it of me. Or um, hey, listen, he paid a lot for this. If you can just make sure that it's nice and clean. There's a you know building nice rapport with the athlete is definitely a good way to make sure that they can help execute that for you, but the promoter is the first line of defense. You know we're the one initially paying for all the autographs, whether it be 500 or a thousand or however many this guy's signing, and we know what collectors are looking for. We know it's it's not hard, right? We know they want quality pens, they want easy to read inscriptions, and they would like to have legible large autographs. That's it. That's really, the, it's, that's the extent of it. It's pretty simple. But we need to relay that information to the athlete. Okay, the athlete just doesn't know sometimes. However, you know, on the opposite side, you take Pete Rose for example. Guy's probably done a few thousand autograph signs. He knows where to sign, how big. He you knows how to clearly write out the inscriptions. Okay, He doesn't need to be coached anymore. He knows how to do it. All right? But we need, to, we need to coach these young guys up. We definitely need to be telling them exactly what to do. given the fans some choices with the autographs if the athlete is open to it. For example, if you've got a basic or a premium or a full name autograph, imagine if you were doing a signing with, oh, let's just say uh, Trevor Lawrence was doing an autograph signing, for example. I'm just throwing a random name out there. And he had his basic autograph, okay? Then he had a nice premium autograph. and Then he had a full name autograph. And you saw a picture of the exact autograph that you were gonna get. You would probably be okay with paying a premium for some of those things. Now, it's probably going to make more work on the dealer's end, okay? but um, so what? I mean, you're going to make more money, you're going to make a, a collector uh, a happier collector because they're going to get the type of autograph that they want. And again, this just depends on if the athlete has a different autograph. You know, sometimes they don't, right? sometimes they just got a basic one. But Mike Trout, for example, he's got his basic, real simple autograph, and then he's got an upcharge for a full name autograph where he writes Michael Nelson Trout. That stuff is really cool. And it would allow you as a collector to make kind of unique one-of-one pieces. It would allow the dealer to have upcharges on there that were legitimate upcharges. Like, hey, listen, if you want this style autograph, this is what it's gonna cost. And I think uh, people are gonna respond well to having more choices. And I think that's what we gotta get back to in the autograph industry is more choices, better choices, don't ban anything and let's give the collectors what they want. If they've got to pay a premium for it, so what? But at least give the collector the option to say yes or no. And that's what I'd like to see you get back to in the autograph industry. So, again, hope you guys like today's episode. Again, don't forget to visit the website, powersportsmobility.com. Also, can be follow over there on Instagram at powersautographs? And I will see you on the next episode.